You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. This morning on the third hour of today, spilling the royal tea. Prince Harry, more bombshells, new accusations about his brother, father, and now the king's wife, Camilla. And with her on the way to being queen consort, there was going to be people or bodies left in the street. All of it on the eve of the release of his memoir, Spare. We're live from Buckingham Palace. Then later, two big stars stopping by. Actor and entrepreneur Tracy Ellis Ross sharing some exciting news. And Lauren Ambrose on the final season of Servant and joining another creepy hit series. Plus, old man winner's got nothing on George to the rescue. How to prepare our homes for the cold inside and out. Today, Monday, January 9th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome to the third hour of today. Our whole team is We're with us. We're all together. I love it. It feels you know, great. Craig, it Dylan, yeah, yeah, it's all good. How was yeah. your first day back Friday? You know, it was really lovely. I mean, the, just the the adrenaline. I thought I was going to crash when mm-hmm. I got home. I thought but so, too. I, Did I, you I just, I just coasted through the whole day. It was Wow. And, and just, no you know, nap just, or anything? Nothing. People wow. out there saying how much they enjoyed us being back together. Yeah. So it was really nice. Enjoyed you being back. You well, don't have to be home. all of us. And <laughs> you came back for a second day. That's right. Even better. So, okay. If you were somehow unplugged this weekend, you Man. missed a whole lot of tea being spilled from the royal family. Uh, coming from Prince Harry. We are hearing firsthand from the prince ahead of tomorrow's release of his memoir, Spare. Well, of course, NBC's chief foreign correspondent, Keir Simmons, is back. He has barely kept from exploding. He's at Buckingham <laughs> Palace this morning. Keir, so what's the deal? Hey Al, here it is. Here is the book. I've begun reading reading it. My goodness, i got to tell you, the historians are going to have a field day. In the opening pages, Prince Harry talks about looking at his father and his brother and saying to himself, they just don't know me at all. And he frames this book as an attempt to tell them his story. A seemingly relaxed King Charles attending church on Sunday as his youngest son's explosive interviews were broadcast on both sides of the Atlantic. Uh, Harry openly talking about that clash with William. He was shouting at me. I was shouting back at him. It wasn't nice. It wasn't pleasant at all. And he snapped. And he pushed me to the floor. His bombshell book, Spare, describes a second physical altercation with his brother, with his dad, Charles, watching after Prince Philip's funeral. He lunged, grabbed my shirt. Listen to me, Harold. I pulled away, refusing to meet his gaze. NBC News has obtained a copy of the memoir before its publication date. Harry writes of differences with his brother stretching back decades. He even suggests being best men at each other's weddings was a charade. And deeply damaging for his father, the king, Harry recalls how he and William asked then-Prince Charles not to remarry and accuses Camilla of trading information with journalists. She was the villain. The need for her to rehabilitate her image. That made her dangerous. 
that made her dangerous. He was sacrificed, he says. With her on the way to being Queen Consort, there was going to be people or bodies left in the street. Even as the Queen died, he says the family's infighting continued. His brother and uncles took a plane to see her. I was not invited. Telling British broadcaster ITV. The briefings and the leaking and the planting. I was like, we're here to celebrate the life of Granny and to mourn her loss. Can we come together as a family? But the death of his mum, Diana, also a big focus of his book and interviews. For a long time, I just refused to accept that she was was gone. Um, Part of, you know, she would never do this to us, but also part of maybe this is all part of a plan. This morning, Ken Wharf, who was Princess Diana's bodyguard, telling NBC News he witnessed brotherly rivalry even in those early days. Harry was this sort of character that was envied by William because of his personality. He says he saw Princess Diana mediate between the boys after a fight. Suddenly Harry leant across the nanny and said to William, it's all right for you, you'll be king one day and I won't, so therefore I can do what I want. Family divisions now exposed. Prince Harry unrepentant. Silence only allows the abuser to abuse. And yet he still says he hopes one day for reconciliation. And guys, this morning there is still silence from the palaces. I suspect inside Buckingham Palace there, the question they are asking themselves is for both William and Charles, how do you effectively go to war with your own son and brother? I know, Kier, thank you. So listen, there's a lot to unpack here. Thank you, Kier. And there has been a strong response, as we can all imagine, from people in the UK to this latest round of revelations. And the thing is, the book isn't even technically, it's not even released yet. So what now? So here to help us take a deeper dive into what Prince Harry is saying, we have NBC News royal commentator Daisy McAndrew. Daisy, uh, good morning to you. Listen, Harry has always had a complicated relationship with the media, especially as Kier just talked about after the death of his mother. He's also accused members of the royal family for planting stories in the past. So was this finally his chance to just grab a hold of the narrative and tell his truth, if you will? That's definitely a part of it, and you've absolutely hit the nail on the head there. As far as Harry has been concerned since the death of his mother, public enemy number one for him is the media. But then, of course, anybody who deals with the media, anyone who makes friends with the media or makes deals with the media, is public enemy number two. And that's where his family comes in, because as he's made very, very clear, he believes, and you saw in Keir's piece there, that members of his family made pacts with the devil. In other words, the media. And for that, he wants an apology. And only after he gets an apology does he think they'll be able to reconcile. Daisy, we've heard so much about this this moment when Prince William lunged at Harry. And I feel like a lot of us with siblings, we think, oh, you know, siblings get in fights. But is, is this kind of indicate that things are going deeper than maybe we, we feel like they are through this story? Absolutely. I think there are two issues that there. There is the one that you quite rightly say, siblings fight. I fight with my sister, always have, always will. But but we get over it. We kiss and make up and we don't necessarily air those fights in public. And we're not public figures. The royal family, of course, have always said that they wanted to keep these issues uh, private. And so Harry has broken those rules and he's gone public. Now, of course, he keeps saying he's put the ball uh, into the court 
support uh, of the rest of his family and he's waiting for them to respond. But traditionally, they wouldn't respond. They're horrified by the fact that all of these issues and these private matters and private arguments have been made public. And I think they're equally horrified by what do we do now? They're kind of paralysed by tradition, mm -hmm. by the fact that they wouldn't necessarily come out and retaliate. But of course, by not saying anything, in some ways, it looks like they're agreeing with everything that mm. Harry said. Yeah, and, and Daisy, you know, there are so many grievances being aired in this book. I mean, it's almost like something from Festivus. You know, the, <laughs> the, the idea that he wasn't included on in the travel plans before Queen Elizabeth died. By the time uh, he got there, she was already she had already passed. This goes so deeply. It, it is. It almost yeah. seems like he's trying to get back at them for the things that they planted. Yeah. He says in the press. Absolutely spot on. And one of the things that he says in the book is that uh, William mentioned to him a few times that he felt he'd been brainwashed by therapy. And I think there is an element of that when you read this book, as you said, so many, what most of us would sit, would think were quite small slights. You know, I didn't get the bigger bedroom. I, you know, my, my flat was, my apartment was, was really dark. People parked in the wrong place. But it's, it's micro slight after micro slight, which builds up to a picture of a man who's deeply unhappy with his position in the world, deeply unhappy with his position in the royal family, and wants to let everybody know about it. Yes, everyone. Yeah. Uh, our, our royal commentator, Daisy McAndrew. Daisy, thank you. Thank you thank so you, much. Yeah, can I, I, one thing that I will Pleasure. say. Thank okay. you, Daisy. Uh, and, and it's all about family. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, Prince Harry could have learned a thing or two from Craig Melvin. Craig Melvin wrote a book called Pops. It was about your dad and his his addictions. But you didn't do it until after everything had been resolved, mm -hmm. until things had been taken care of. Thank and you. then he went public. Thank you. Because Al. there's a resolution. And that's how you do that. Thank mm. you. Man, it is good to have you back. Al is back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Up well next, said. a consumer confidential for anyone thinking of a career change in 2023. Where to start your search? and the four biggest mistakes to avoid. And then later, y'all, look who is in the studio. I have died and gone yes. to heaven. I'm, am, I, yes. am I in fashion heaven? We're not am worthy. I, show the boots. Am I Jason, like you gotta show the boots. Wow. She's ready to walk through plutonium. Oh. Entrepreneur Tracy Ellis Ross. I can't take it. She's live with some big news to share. Oh. Third hour of today, right back after this. I need CPR. I can't. <laughs> Te presentamos a Alex. Ella acaba de descubrir el centro de visión de Walmart. Ahora hago mis diligencias en un solo lugar. ¿Compras? ¿Lentes? Walmart. ¿Decoraciones? Walmart. Y lo mejor es que aceptan la mayoría de seguros, así que ahorro tiempo y dinero. Bienvenido a un cuidado de visión más fácil. Bienvenido a tu Walmart. Se aplican restricciones. Visita walmart.com para más detalles. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more 
more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back with a timely Consumer Confidential. January is the top search month for jobs, and the job market is starting off the year off strong. Unemployment fell to 3.5%. Just to give you some perspective, that's a number we haven't seen since early 2020. So if you are hoping for a career switch in 2023, we brought in this man, this tall man here. (laughs) (laughs) He's a national workplace and careers expert, Tom Gimbel. He is the CEO and founder of LaSalle Network. It's a recruitment service. Welcome to Good. Good. I was going to say welcome to Good welcome Morning. To good, good Morning. Good Morning. Thank you. Do you know where you work? <laughs> no, say Different welcome. show. Looks I'll like you network. might be looking for a job. Wow. I'll help you find a new job. Uh, work up. <laughs> welcome to Good Day. Uh, anyway, okay, let's start with this first oh, panel. This is a good one for people who want to actually keep their jobs. That worked out. You want some folks to reflect um, before you jump into your job search. Talk about why this part is important. Well, I think we so, so often people are coming off the holidays, which are either a real high high or a very low low. That's true. And so you don't want to make a job change for an emotional decision, mm. right? So you want to reflect on what was on 12 months. Okay. Right? Not the last month or the last quarter, but the whole year. Okay. Was it successful? Did you achieve something? Was, were, did you like your coworkers? Not just what happened in the last so month. So think before you jump. What about exactly. some of these other ones here? So identify, pos- identify positives about the current role. Everything can't be bad or you wouldn't have taken the job or yep. you wouldn't have been successful in the job. So do an old-fashioned Ben Franklin pros and cons. Okay. List, right? And then ask for feedback. You should have a relationship with your manager where you can go and say, tell me honestly, yeah. how did I do at my job? Yeah. Don't sugarcoat it. you got to want to hear the bad news. Right. And then current company opportunities. And I think that leads us into our second one, because I think sometimes you think the grass is greener, but perhaps there's an internal opportunity. Correct. It may be the department. It may be the manager. If you're looking for more responsibility or even less responsibility, some people don't want to go 100 miles an hour in their career. Okay. so what if you want to stay at your current company, but you want growth? What do you do? You want to talk to your manager and say, ask the basic truth. What do I need to do to get promoted? Mm. And or if there isn't an opportunity here. What department may have something where I can go and excel there? That's fair. Yeah, all right. be direct. All right, so let's say you've done all of that, but you've decided, no, I, I do want a career change. Yep. You have to take this very seriously when you do the job search. Yeah, the problem that most people have is they go after a job with, uh, with lackluster effort. Sometimes it's just an ego boost. Mm-hmm. Am I going to go? Are people going to want me? Right. It's kind of like flirting at the bar. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't get you anywhere. You have to really make a commitment on what you want to do. So treat your job search like a job. Mm-hmm. and have an idea of what you want to do, have a list of your target companies and roles, and then organize yourself, whether it's on an Excel spreadsheet, old-fashioned pen and paper, mm-hmm. but create a list that you can check off and feel like you've accomplished And commit things. to it. Correct. Okay. Correct. But the key is having a routine. All right. Cool. And so, Tom, let's talk about some of the mistakes, some common mistakes that people might make during this process. Well, well. introducing the show by the wrong name. Yes, that's, wow. that's a common That would be number one. Tom's going to do well here. Right? Tom's going to do well here. That's number one. Yeah. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Correct. I'm a good to James. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right about this one. A lot of folks are obsessed with their titles. Sure. If you're a vice president, you might not look for a job that's a director title. If you're a director, a manager, so on and so forth. Or companies may not even be big on titles. It's about the role and you want to be paid fairly for what you're doing. But don't focus too much on titles. 
And what about this this idea of, of perks? Well, perks, I mean, we're seeing this right now. So Salesforce is announcing a bunch of layoffs right now. They're a great example. And they told everybody, you're going to be able to work from home for forever. Well, now profits aren't what they once were. And so they're talking about, are they going to bring people back? If you were only focused on the perk of remote work, yeah. and now they're going to pull you back in, what good was the perk? That's a right? good point. Focus, if you don't like what you're doing, the perks are irrelevant. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Temporary employment. Yeah, so I'm a little biased because my firm does temporary staffing. <laughs> but I think in, in overall, it's such a great entry point to get into an industry, especially if you're making a career change, right? You're not sure that you have the skills to get in. Mm-hmm. A lot of times a temporary entry-level role will get you in, and then you can go to the next step. All right, my buddy Mr. Roker's got a few questions. So you, you, you've passed all this stuff. Now it's time for the interview. Yep. And that's a lot of anxiety. Uh, so what do we do? I think you hit the, the key word there, Al, is anxiety. Is people get nervous about the basics. Well, if you don't know where you're going, mm-hmm. what the, if you're Zooming, what the Zoom is, to test things out, to try, get your background set, right. you got to confirm the interview details. Mm-hmm. And being early is being on time. Okay. Research the company. You've got to know about the company, not just their press release, yeah. but do as much as you can to know what they do. And can I, just to jump ahead yep. uh, for time, I think this is one of the most important. Mm-hmm. Send the individual thank you. You wouldn't know. believe how few people actually do it. Not an email, a note. A note. A handwritten right? note. An email's great, do it, yep. but a handwritten note when you know where people live. That's right. your point. You're, you're a big fan of that. Potential competitors. It's all yeah. what it's all about. Well, good day, Tom. Thank you for coming. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Thanks for having well, me. Well, that was good. I appreciate it. That was good. <laughs> well, all right. coming up, we've actor. got one actor. Entrepreneur. It's your read. <laughs> it is. I was trying to help you out. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross He's going to share some exciting news about a booming new business. Oh. We will be right back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We are back now with a multi-talented actor and entrepreneur for eight seasons. Tracy Ellis Ross played Joan on the hit show Girlfriends. And last year, she wrapped up her Emmy-nominated role as Rainbow on Blackish. Tracy is also quite the businesswoman. She is the founder of her own hair care line. It's called Pattern. Yes, and she is here this morning with a broadcast exclusive announcement about the line. And, of course, <laughs> so much more in these fabulous boots. Tracy, good morning <laughs> to you. Good back. morning, little CEO and founder, Tracy. Oh, <laughs> coming here to drop some exciting I love news. it. Ooh. Pattern is, is launching the Pattern Blow Dryer. Woo-hoo. So we have moved into things that plug into the wall. Ah, nice. Very exciting, so yes. It's different. How does it work? Well, it's a curl conscious blow dryer that's oh, a yes developed specifically for the curly, coily, and tight textured community. So our attachments uh, are very special. There's a wide Ooh. tooth comb attachment. There's a brush that's like a shower brush attachment, and they're not going to fall off because they lock in. Oh, How good. many times have you so been knocked smart. in the head by an attachment that falls off? Or the off? hot one, like can't deal with yeah. it. So um, it's really special and a, a great way to cut curl time, cut drying time, create new styles, I love um, it. and and sort of change our relationship to heat. Well, I was just and about to say, we see your hair, and I got the box. First of all, even just the box is fun. Yeah. You feel special with all the yeah, attachments yeah, 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 and what yeah. have you. But for so long, we've been afraid of heat. Like, yes, for us, for, it's like a bad reason. word. For good right? reason. I think um, heat has been used to beat our hair into submission. 
Um, and this is a way to let it be um, free, let it be free <laughs> and open up new possibilities of different styles and shapes. And and as I said, cutting dry time. We go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Well, we admire you so much. <laughs> we, we're just going to set just, you and Chanel up. No, 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 no. Just have a so we admire you so much. We were going to talk about the, the, the blow dryer, but I want to set this up because I think for so many of us, Tracy, we turn to you now for laughter, for inspiration, for motivation. You keep evolving, like with this blow dryer. Can you talk about this season? just for a second, 50, the success of Blackish, like all of these things. Have you, you know what I mean? Can well, you, can this you feels us- like a wonderful new chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it was brewing and the seeds had been planted during my pre-50 years, <laughs> you know, during my time on Blackish. Obviously, Pattern is now, we're three years old. This is the perfect evolution for us into something that plugs into the wall, into this category. But for me, it's really um, about sort of exploring who I am mm-hmm. and I couldn't be happier. I was laughing backstage. Do you remember Molly Shaw? Shannon? Uh, oh, yeah. 50! 50 years old! I can kick my leg! Yeah. I think I'm the sexiest I've ever been. I don't know. I feel fantastic, and I feel like the, the world is my oyster. I don't I know. It. Closing the chapter, you know, 16 years of my life. So, eight on Girlfriends, eight on wow. Blackish. Mm. And I think it's it did really well. It was, yeah. really, it was yeah. very exciting. Yeah. It was very exciting. We got Joan Clayton and Bo Johnson, and now That's Tracy it. Ellis Ross. I love like it. And you've got uh, a new series, uh, uh, Hair Tales docu yes. Oh, yeah. So, Hair Tales on Hulu is a docu-series a six-part series about uh, black women and our humanity told through the metaphor of our hair. And uh, we interviewed a notable person in every episode, but we were um, sort of surrounded by academics, scholars, and people in the salon really sort of talking about the beauty, the celebration, and the joy of who we are. And you got to interview Oprah in her home. Uh, oh, you, oh, you mean Oprah? Oprah. Oh, just, Do you Oprah? know who Oprah is? Uh, I, I've heard of her. Yes, I've heard of her. Keep her name in mind. Yes. She's doing things. She's up and coming. Let me tell Oh my God. I did. So she was also um, one of our executive producers, and we pitched to a lot of places, and it was actually really special. We went and pitched to Oprah, and without even finishing the pitch, she was like, Yes, Yes, I get it. You don't have to explain this to me. Uh And I got to interview her, yes, in her home. In her home. I would find that intimidating. No, it was great. Really? No, it was lovely. You've you've already done so much. It's like you're one of these people, I feel like everything you touch just turns to gold. Literally. What's what's left? Like what do you? Oh want, my gosh! There's so many things that you haven't done. Top of um, the list. There's top of the list. I really want to do an action film. Oh. Um, top of the list. A partnership. Mm-hmm. I would love to find a life partner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, partnership. Let's see. What else could we do? Uh, I I would love to write a book one day. Well, so you, um, you've got you've got a list. Oh my God, there's so much yeah. to do. Go back there's to the life partner TV for shows. a second. What are you looking? Yeah, let's not look at that. Listen, he's going to come. He's not going to come in the meantime. I'm going to live my life and have a ball. You know what I mean? In the meantime, we're just going to keep on wearing high boots. And I got to see you sing with your mom late last year at uh, Radio Yes, it's so crazy. I get so nervous when I sing with her. I did a movie. I did the high note. I sang. I recorded songs. I was in the studio. I was on the stage with a microphone. No problem. I get on stage with my mom. I'm five years old. Five. Immediately. She's also my mom. It was also Radio City. Very you know, cool. but if she'd had the blow dryer, let me tell you. Listen, <laughs> to bring it and to, she brings it to full bring it home. Hey, bring it home. <laughs> Where can one get this said blow dryer? Uh, patternbeauty.com. 
Oh. And then eventually it will be in retail. But uh, right now we'll start with patternbeauty.com. Tracy, it. thank you so much for I used one in. of the prototypes. You uh, but, did. But yeah. you, you perfected it. I perfected it. You were in our first round. Today I used the wide You could be this thong. or that. Yeah, yeah, well, you know what I mean? But this is fine. This is perfect. He lives here. It works Look at that. Is, that, is that corduroy? Oh, yeah. Uh, it is. That is a fabulous chocolate brown corduroy suit. Well, thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> thank you, Tracy. Congratulations. Thank you so much. All right. Up next, if you think TikTok oh, is just God. dance videos, Think again. We're going to introduce you to one young woman who is using it to offer hope by opening up about her own struggles. And then later, Lauren Ambrose is here to fill us in on the return of her creepy series, Servant. We're going to catch up with her as the third hour today continues. Good morning. We are back with our network-wide series, Drinking in America. And this time of year, a lot of folks consider giving up alcohol. And there's help from an unlikely place now. Morning News Now anchor, stay, stay tuned anchor Savannah Sellers is here with more. This goes beyond like just dry January. Absolutely. That's exactly right. People looking for real help. And when you think of quitting drinking, you might picture maybe a 12-step program, therapy, maybe even rehab. But some people are finding support right here in their phones on TikTok. I started drinking when I was really young, maybe around uh, 14 or 15 in high school. I started drinking right out of high school um, into college, and I was never a daily drinker, but I was a binge drinker. 27-year-old Ryan Cook and 29-year-old Jordan Shelton realized in their early 20s that alcohol had become a problem. I had met with a therapist. There would be times where I would miss sessions with her because I'd be so hungover. I was just drinking during the day, during work. I was mean to my friends. I was angry, lashing out. But today, Ryan and Jordan are in recovery, both part of a growing movement of young creators sharing their journeys on TikTok. I'm Jordan. I'm 29. And I'm an alcoholic. I've never been one to go to Alcoholics Anonymous or any sort of support group. So TikTok has been a huge support group for me. It helps me feel more empowered and it helps me want to continue my journey. Beyond dance videos or beauty tips, TikTok has become a place for sober curiosity with the hashtag sobriety racking up 2.2 billion views and the hashtag sober four and a half billion. Ryan started out in a 12-step program, but says she needed to connect with people who were more like her. There were just no, no Black people there. The first group I went to was just um, men. And so I felt like, hey, this isn't going to work. She then turned to social media. What made you decide to start talking about this on TikTok? It really felt like I was alone. And then it just kind of felt like, wow, no one online who looks like me is talking about this. And maybe if I share my story, it could help someone else. My best trick is that every day I wake up and say, I'm not drinking today. Jordan says she's been in and out of therapy, but uses TikTok as an outlet and a safe space to share her tips for staying sober. Tell me about the content that you choose to make. I really do like just kind of talking about the daily struggles. If, if something comes in my head and I'm thinking like, ugh, I want to drink. It's really easy to just hop on TikTok and tell, just tell someone. This is the first time that I've wanted to drink. I'm like kind of disappointed in myself. So what do we do? How do we fix this? What people are watching is the power of storytelling. We're seeing it in TikTok and it's working. 
Dr. Tom Britton is CEO of American Addiction Centers, which has a TikTok following of more than 100,000 and more than 16 million video views. Alcohol detox is pretty much exactly the opposite of consuming alcohol. What could be the benefits from this sober, hashtag sober, hashtag sobriety community on TikTok for someone who's struggling? If I'm hopeless and I'm alone, and suddenly I can look on my phone, and see examples of people that have gone through what I'm going through. I can have hope because I can look at them and say, you know, this guy got it. That means maybe I can get it. And then I reach out for more formal help. What can't TikTok do in terms of helping people? It's not treatment and it's not therapy. It's not medical intervention. Can't help them with trauma disorders, with mental health disorders. It's not going to do anything for any of that. Still, for Ryan and Jordan, that connection with others has made all the difference. How has sharing your story helped you stay on this journey? I'll have women who comment and say, you know, I've been doing this for 17 years. Like, keep going one day at a time. It's almost easier to talk to people you don't know than it is to people that you do know. So when I'm able to connect with these strangers, it kind of makes me feel like I'm in a different realm almost of support. And it's something that I think everyone needs. And now we reached out to TikTok for their perspective, but they had no comment. But according to a 2020 government survey, more than 44 percent of people who drank alcohol were classified as binge drinkers. And the largest age group among them, 18 to 25 year olds, alcohol use is, of course, a concerning problem among young adults. And young adults are also, of course, the ones that are pretty, you know, inseparable Mm -hmm. from their phone, grown up with it, social media. So our experts said TikTok's not a treatment. But of course, it's a valuable tool that can help if that's where you're spending your time consuming content. That is the community, I think. That just it sometimes helps you get through things. And seeing somebody else talk about it on their TikTok sure. account, it's like, yes. oh, okay, it's okay for me to give this a exactly. shot. It doesn't yeah. need to be stigmatized. That's so yeah. important because for a lot of them, it's not social drinking. They're just drinking to get drunk mm-hmm. or they're just drinking and mm-hmm. it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. So you for know, this, they make it cool to not. We yeah. spend a lot of time highlighting the evils of, of social media, but you do a good job yeah. of, of yeah. highlighting how social media yeah. can be Thank used you. Yes, there's the definitely both, well. but yeah. yes, there's some good Thank there. You. Good yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Good to see you. All right, coming up next, Lauren Ambrose is here to fill us in on the final season of her M. Night Shyamalan thriller, and she's also joining another hit series she'll talk about. Then later, it's George to the rescue, helping us prepare for the cold weather, and he is going to show us one trick he learned straight from his grandma. I love it. We'll be right back. How about Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries with breakfast? Whoa, Dad, we're on Crunch Island. It's Jean Lefoot. <laughs> and he stole our crunch. Quick, the zip line. He's getting away. Throw our last crunch berry. No. No one steals my crunch berries. I think you mean my crunch berries. Choose your own crunch venture with Captain Crunch. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So. No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This morning, we are joined by an Emmy and Tony Award nominated actor. Lauren Ambrose starred as Claire Fisher in Six Feet Under. Well, now she is back in the fourth and final season of the psychological thriller Servant. Mm. The show follows a couple, Sean and Dorothy, their mysterious nanny and their son Jericho, who at one point was a doll. Yeah, it's a great show. (laughs) Season four, picking up after a suspenseful cliffhanger, Dorothy 
fell from a balcony. Mm. Lauren, welcome. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome. Yikes. Full disclosure, my wife and I love the show. We've watched all three seasons. We started the fourth season last night. Aww. You survived this fall off the balcony. <laughs> What the? Oh, well, no. It was, it's a, I mean, clearly. I mean, yeah, I was on the show. show. I made it. Like, Maybe I it's a flashback. I know, it's, yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, so you survive. What can folks expect without giving away too much? I know. I never know what to four. say because, you know, there's so many secrets that yeah. unfurl. But, yeah, you know, I mean, we've been doing this show. We did four seasons, and this mm. is our fourth and final season. And, I, and you know, the way it wraps up is really thrilling and and wild and uh you know the just the way that we conclude this tale it's kind of it's pretty shocking it's craig like, is oh, like so. leaning in like on your every word like, I, like, like, I know you're hope, such a like, fan physically. i'm so grateful are all, <laughs> are all questions going to be answered at, at the end well i suppose that's up to interpretation oh. right oh. I, I i hope so for you what, you what will you miss filming um about or what will you miss about this show Oh, well, you know, we we did we got to do four seasons of this show and that's that's rare and and special. And to spend the time with the family of these these mm -hmm. actors and this company and some of the crew members who've been there the whole time. I mean, it was really a family. And also these four years where we shot through covid, that's we right. we yeah. lived and worked together in a and bubble a twice. Together. Like we literally all camped together and mm -hmm. lived together and worked together to get the show done. Um, it's just, uh, it's a crazy thing to come together so intensely and then be done say and say, yeah. off we go. So on and, to the next thing. Yeah. And now you jump into this wildly successful show on Showtime, Yellow Jackets, oh, yeah. uh, joining the, as the adult version of Van. What is that <laughs> like? Jumping into a show that's already up and running, oh. uh, and now you're you're part of this this again another legendary season. Yeah, so, it's seriously. a unique it's a unique experience for me. I actually saw the show and loved it so much, and I thought, wow, I, gosh, I'd love to be on this show with these amazing <laughs> women. And then they asked me to be on it. I couldn't okay. believe it. It was so it was so cool. It made me think of Tracy with her. She was like manifesting. I yeah. was like, wow, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, before we let you go, we heard that you like walking. A resident walker here. Yeah. But you're not a huge fan of walking in the cold weather. <laughs> well, I, I feel like I got to get tougher. So about we got your little hat. Oh, thank you, guys. Club. That's fabulous. So we thought you might like that. You're great. Look at that. Look at that. We got like 125,000 walkers. So join us. Awesome. I will. I love it. Thank you. I'm so grateful. You're welcome. Walking is important. A meditative practice. Absolutely. And we can't lose you because that hat is Yeah. No hunter is going. Yeah. <laughs> well, next time when you come back, we want to talk about Charlie following oh, in your yeah. footsteps, perhaps. Your daughter. Oh, 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 oh wild. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She played Charlie yes. the supervisor. And, yeah. Oh, yes. She yeah. just did a musical. It's a very big deal. Okay. And our family. Yes. Uh, yes. Elf the musical. Right. Yeah. That's huge. <laughs> Lauren Ambrose, thank you so much for joining us. Servant premieres Friday on Apple TV. Yellow Jackets returns on March 24th. Good deal. All thank right. you. Thanks, Thanks so much, guys. Thank Thanks you. for the very yeah. beautiful hat. You're welcome. <laughs> Coming up, our good buddy George Oliphant is going to help us uh, prepare for homes for the winter, including snowblower, a snowblower he calls a game changer. Okay. I cannot wait to see this. Third hour today, right back. You know, before, before the budget cuts, we We are heading into the heart of winter, and our buddy George Oliphant is preparing us for the cold. He's been doing life 
changing renovations for years on his show, George to the Rescue. And today he's showing us some DIY winter projects. George, it's always great George. to have you on. Good morning to you. Good morning to all of you. So good to be here. We, we love, love having, having you here. here. I was about to say you bring light, no pun intended. Well, <laughs> I, I've literally brought light this time. And this is actually something that's important to me. I see it on the rescue all the time. People use just, you know, oh, I'll grab a bulb, a bulb's out, and they'll just throw in mm-hmm. whatever bulb thing. doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's just, I'm like, oh, my, maybe it's my type A, whatever. But there's bright, there's bright white, there's soft white, and there's daylight. And each one has a place in the home. Your soft white's for your bedrooms. Okay. Your bright white is for your living rooms. And then the daylight, I don't know, some people really gravitate mm-hmm. to it. That's really just for your workrooms, unless you're going to... That's what I say. It makes me feel classroom. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. What do you or, recommend for a kitchen? For a kitchen, I would go with a bright white. Okay. You just make sure they're all uh, dimmable. But it, right now, I mean, with this getting darker earlier, you want, you know, we're using a lot of light and uh, just want to make sure that people are positive and happy and I excited. Agree. And mm-hmm. so blue light is one of those things that a lot of LED, um, you know, you don't realize it's just you talk about blue light blocking glasses and stuff. Right. Now they have light bulbs that actually block the blue light as well. Really? Oh. Yep. And then sometimes with different color temperatures, you can like both with your hi hats and with your bulbs, you can get them so that they can switch temperature oh, from daylight that's nice. to a soft white and anything in between. So it's okay. important to use cool. the right color temperature in all of your rooms. I didn't know bulbs were so Me sophisticated. Neither. Neither did I, but I, you know, I'm yeah, learning this over the rescue. That's great. Um, one thing you like to do in the wintertime, actually advice you got from your grandmother. Yes. My grandmother always said, you know, you change out your curtains or the dressing for your windows. Okay. So don't ignore your windows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's nice to have light and breezy ones during the spring and summer, but in the fall and winter, switch it out, get yourself, you know, you, there's all different colors. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be drab because it's thick in a different material, but this is going to ca- cut down on the cost. You mm-hmm. know, my grandmother was big on blankets and putting on a sweater. Mm-hmm. Don't turn up the thermostat and that different curtains, you know, you yeah. can use them for the winter and the fall and then you change the whole feel of the room. Oh, yeah, same does. same thing with this. I just switched out my blankets, and I have the light ones for the summer and the thicker ones for And winter. throw blankets. I mean, ask my kids. You've got kids. They love just cuddling up in the blankets. Yeah. So I feel like this is a great way just to add some decor to your house. It's an easy, inexpensive. I went out and got a bunch of blankets. Mm-hmm. There's tons of sales right now. Yeah. And it's just a good time to, to stock up on good blankets. Awesome. Okay. George, let's talk about snow and ice removal. A lot of folks um, have already been hit hard by snow, going to yeah. be hit hard probably in the next couple of months. This is a monster of a snowball. And it's battery power. It's all battery powered. And I am, I've been making that change with all of my power tools to battery powered. It's great, A, for the family, because now you're not dealing with gas and oil and changing things out. It's all a turn of the key as long as you char- charge the batteries. And they've come so far that you can now use these, you know, you charge them up and you can do your whole driveway. You can do whatever, your walk, whatever. And it's not like, oh, I need to charge it up and yeah. go back. It's it's amazing. Off one charge. Off one charge. I mean, there are three big batteries in yeah, here. I saw that. Um, but yeah, and the nice thing about these Ooh. batteries is once you kind of find a, a brand you, you're into, uh-huh. it does go in pretty easy. There we are. Um, you can, you, they're universal, so you can use it with your hedge trimmer or with your blower or with your mower or with your snowblower. And if you don't want to spend the money on something like this, you recommend just a bunch of different snow shovels. Right. I always say you're nice to have a quiver because, as I will tell you, there's a lot of different snow out there. There's the light and fluffy stuff. There's the heavy stuff. Uh, So you want to have one or two shovels, one too big for the big scooping, one just to clear. This one could be in your trunk of your car. This is the one, exactly, for the trunk of your car. It's good Mm -hmm. that, you know, hopefully you don't need it, but it's nice to have an emergency shovel. This folds up right in your car. We're big fans of this. This is great. And it's really important that you go with a pet-friendly ice because your pets are out there. They're licking it up. You don't yeah. their feet. Yeah, they're, they're, and also your plants, too. You don't want to kill all your grass and all and, your shrubs. And you, as far as your car is concerned, a silicone spray is important. Silicone spray, you don't want to overdo it, but just a little bit on your latch. 
so that when, let's say, you've got, got forbid you have to get into your hood, put a little bit on the on the latch so that it will pop open and mm. won't freeze shut. Also, you can put a little bit on, like, if you open your door, that little the little yeah. the, the rubber around it right. so that it doesn't freeze shut. And nobody uses their key holder anyone to put a key in, but right. if you did, put a little yep. bit in there, it won't be frozen. And with the thing, we always forget about the windshield washer. Yes. Always, until you're on the road and you're driving along and yes. you're cutting things and you're like, oh, no, what? So definitely make sure you top that off. All right. Great tips. Great Thanks. Tips. Good to see you. Hey, so good to see you. Great to be with all of you. Welcome back. Thank you, guys. Good stuff. So can I do that? So our friend Nahoda is back. She's back with a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. The first two episodes are out right now. Hoda talked uh, to motivational speaker and author Mel Robbins. She also spent some time with country icon Winona Judd. You can scan that QR code or you can search for Making Space with Hoda Copy wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And before we go, we got a big congratulations to our senior producer, Allie Markowitz. She is officially... Somebody put the ring on it. That's right. She got engaged this weekend to her fiancé, Jeff. Popped the question at the same restaurant where they had their first date exactly 500 days later. A surprise celebration. Family and friends. Well done, Jeff. Congratulations (laughs) to both of you. We love you both. We're so happy. Love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Congratulations, Allie. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.